Heights of Fights, brought to you by IcaPro. IcaPro, for everybody that cares about their body. Heights of Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Heights of Fights Podcast. Heights and Wrestling podcast to the faraway towns, talking about wrestling and battle come down. Wrestling podcast to the underworld, come out of the cupboard, you boys and girls and envies. Welcome to Tights and Fights, <laughs> the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. We are live. We're live, pal, from the London Podcast Festival. Hello, all of our friends around the world, truly a global audience here watching the, our first ever, first ever live tights and fights. Oh, hey. Unless you did what? one without me or I don't remember doing it before. I'm going to say both of those things are false. No, no I think it's ever, true. This Look is us. We finally did it. Such a pleasure. And Lindsay, you're coming to us live yes. from London. From the- yes, I'm in London. Oh, I don't want to touch because uh, someone could walk past me, so I can't yes. put my hand any further than this. But I, yes, I am in London. I am at the end of an episode of Danger Mouse, uh, and everything's <laughs> going great. Mouse. It's a lovely sunny day, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, really quiet. It's quiet. You expect it to be busier down this sort of this part of town on a Sunday evening, but um, it's nice actually. It's nice. I don't think we'll get too many interruptions. So yeah, it's cool to be home. Wonderful. Well, since we are here. Uh, by the way, we should introduce ourselves. I realize we did all this time. We don't even know who we are. I'm the British Hal Dog, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, London Calling, Danielle Radford. Goddamn right. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and the Dynamite Kelk, Lindsay Kelk. That's what they call me at home. That is what they call me at home. <laughs> That's your official nickname. Yes. At home, Given as name. we all know. Yeah. With that... It's time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Live, pal. I hate ducks. I think that's my new favorite. It's there's like something new every time to to really attach to. It just always, honestly, every time I hear it, I hear I hate thoughts, and I'm like, you alone, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump in. As a reminder, your your commentary team was Vince McMahon on the play by play, and Bobby the Brain Heenan on color commentary. Most of the backstage interviews were handled by Mean Gene Okerlund, but you also had Lord Alfred Hayes. In pursuit of a story, just Not all the Lord. president's men Not trying to Lord. figure out whose corner Mr. Perfect would be in uh, later on in in the match between Macho Man Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior. We'll get to that, but let's let's take a, a stroll down memory lane, starting with the opening match. The Legion of Doom in their last match as a tag team together until 1996 in WCW, who took on... Ted DiBiase and IRS, better known as Money Inc., the great Mike Rotunda as IRS, one of the many. Uh, that guy is good. He and, and Ted DiBiase could go, like, he could really go when he was young. Mm. At this point, I think he already had back issues, but he's still, like, he's so good at what he does. And Paul Ellering had a puppet. 
<laughs> he had like a it reminded me so much of the fiend's um fucking vince mcmahon puppet uh-huh. and and also Truly. it just goes to show for everyone that makes fun of lily and look we all know um but for everyone who makes fun she's of a Ale- human teeth she's got human teeth it's very mm. upsetting mm-hmm. but it, she's not the first time that someone's brought a doll out to the ring like an actual doll again not one of tony's dollies but like <laughs> it's it's not the first time that she's brought a doll out to, like someone has brought a doll out to the ring and there was like full ass puppeteering which really shocked me mm-hmm. like someone taught them how to like move a head how to move a mouth yeah. um it was very upsetting. Yeah. I remember this being very, very exciting because they were, Legion of Doom were huge in the UK. Like they were a really, really big tag team for us, us kitty winks um, because they had big shoulder pads on and you could buy them. And every time it pans to the crowd and you can see one of the kids in the shoulder pads, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, do you remember that being the coolest thing? Because occasionally <laughs> at school, you'd be allowed to bring a toy. It would be a special day that you were allowed to bring a toy in. And it was like someone would bring in the Legion of Doom shoulder pads and then spend the rest of the day just charging the other children. Uh, and you would line up to get charged at by the shoulder pads. We were not well. It was the 80s. It was the 90s. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, this was huge because Legion of Doom was so over. Um, and I, I enjoyed Money Inc. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. As a child, I preferred Money Inc. Like, it makes sense to me. He's very rich. Of course he would have a close, ac- close relationship with his accountant. Sure. Um, and you've all got to like work off that steam, you know, like they're, they're busy making money. They're busy, they're money men. When are you going to work out? They didn't have trainers back then. You couldn't go to CrossFit. They're going to wrestle. It made sense. Um, I was going to rate the matches in childhood British candy that I have with me. Please. But it's really hard to do so. Um, I'm going to rate this match a double dip. Okay. uh, Which is, for people who don't know what a double dip is, it's two fruity fizz dips and a swizzle stick. Yeah. So you get like an orange flavored powder. Licky stick. Yeah. Yeah. A red flavored powder. And the stick is like a chalky lolly. And then you can eat the stick too. Um, We had a version of that. It yeah. was diabetes in like a, a diabetes in a pack. Yeah. Yes. But- I mean, I can't eat this now because I will lose my mind. Although uh, you would have as a child, because it's just sugar. It's just assorted sugars. Well, they didn't um, give us caffeine back then, so yeah. they had to give us something. Right. So this felt this felt like a double dip because you got two fun tag teams, and it's all for the kids and a dolly, and a dolly and motorbikes. Way <laughs> to get Wembley going. Do you uh- that that I'm sorry. G- Wembley, that lane was so long. <laughs> like to get there, it's a giant fucking stadium. It's what is with yeah. Summer Slams and these long fucking like walks? Because when, when you hold it in those outdoor venues, you don't want to block off a whole section of seating, and yeah. so it's also fun to watch the the Ultimate Warrior run a half marathon before he gets to the ring. But imagine if the, Goldberg had to do that He'd be oh, before he got to the guy. ring. <laughs> The Bill. the first time I ever had a licky stick, which was the last time, because I was so embarrassed, I didn't realize there were two packets of powder, and I ate the stick. It was like this isn't good. Oh no! no I pulled on through the packaging away. Stop laughing, Julian. I'm so glad you're muted. I'm so glad you're muted. He's not like I don't misfortune. think that he's old enough to have had a licky stick. Um, so I don't think that he like understood back then. You would have just been eating Kool Aid off the finger. Yeah. They were like, uh, were they called dipsticks? They were like Wonka candy. Dipsticks, yeah. Yeah, dipsticks. That's what I had, but I didn't eat them. I like that Licky Stick and Double Dip are both uh, different, but similar enough to know that it's the same thing and both very practical names and that they do exactly what they say they're going to do. 
This is a yes. double dip. You double dip it into two different dips and a licky stick. You lick the stick. It could be a licky stick double dip. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, We started with the the Million Dollar Man, but his recently departed, well, not that recently departed, Butler Virgil, also on the card right after, wrestling everybody's favorite escaped convict nails. I want to remind everybody of something, that there were plenty of children and people. This was a time when kayfabe was really being maintained. We didn't really have the internet not in its current form, at least. So there weren't a bunch of bulletin boards. There weren't a bunch of, of dirt sheets that everybody had access to. So you would believe, or you even you either would just choose not to think about it, or if you were a kid, you believed it was real. And they had a whole-ass convict running around in their ring I continually, had, and nobody called the police. So just many the big questions. boss man that's the only law enforcement. How did he get to England, first of all? Like, Nails is not from England. He's so not going to plane. Yeah, he's not... He snuck, I mean, back when I guess you could sneak into a plane. So he snuck on a plane, yeah. still wearing his full ass DOC suit, yeah. by but the way. But with a pilot hat. Yeah. He did a catch me yeah. if you can. Yeah. <laughs> and he then there somehow for a six, got to the seven arena. hour flight. Yeah. yeah. Got yeah. through Heathrow, mm-hmm. traveled from Heathrow to Wembley. Yes. Got in the arena without a ticket. Correct. Yeah. And managed to program his theme music. And he's yes, and he still looks like Jason without the mask. Like, what was he in jail for? Why is he wearing it? I mean, I assume it was a white collar crime. I don't know. Yeah, or or, I mean, it would have to be like a nails, a nails related offense, which seems like that would get you into a lot. I think that's just a cute prison nickname. I think maybe he was the in-house manicurist, and that's how he got. You know, that exists. There's barbers. Yes, there's people who take care of their hair. There's people who take care of the laundry. Someone's got to keep these nails clean. Because yeah, how else? I'm not going to tell nails? that joke. We are I think uh, he, in mixed company. I'm not going to tell the joke. Got to keep them trimmed. Got to keep them. Got to keep them trimmed. He was he was the great rival for Big Boss Man, as evidenced by the fact that he had stolen Big Boss Man's nightstick. So you have an escaped convict that nobody is Ooh. is going to stop, including the referee, whose job it is to enforce rules. And he has a cop's nightstick. He's no snitch, Hal. He's no snitch. Snitches get stitches. Snitch. No, they snitches don't want stitches. St- That's the problem. I don't think we had a doctor character at this point. So, like, there's, there's, there's no point risking your own health. Also, Virgil's an interesting guy. The sure. the, the gimmick of him being the the servant to, to the Million Dollar Man, which, which was at best questionable, even in... Even in the 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 modern day that it happened, but when he broke away, I don't think they had anything. Sometimes when when people break up that way, the the person who you don't expect to be the star would be Virgil. You know, he gets his moment of revenge, but then they either take off or you have nothing for them. I feel like Virgil's someone who who stuck around for a while, but they didn't really have anything for him. And now he, his Twitter account is the best. Like I remember that. Better than I remember anything that he did while he was wrestling. And I, I was excited when he turned on the Million Dollar Man. That was an exciting moment for me as a fan. But now I know he's sitting at the table outside of the bathroom at every convention somehow signing pictures, whether he was invited or not. And all his tweets are about getting fuck money. Sorry, Danielle, go ahead. Um. For, so first of all, fuck money is like the best thing in the entire world. Let's just be really clear about that. Yes. Um, but it's also it's one of those things looking back where it's just like you do look back and you're like, oh right, black talent back then. Oh, as a queer, speaking of that was the joke I was gonna make. Uh, speaking of keeping your nails trimmed, 
have a date tonight, whatever. Um, speaking of keeping your nails trimmed, um, like that's, you think about um, just as you're watching it, how many um, people of color and how many women and stuff like that are on the card. And when you see that one of the people who is most represented is this dude who is essentially um, a revolving bitch. I feel like that's fair to say. He's like a dude who goes around from like powerful white dude to powerful white dude to powerful white dude and acts as their like, I guess, butler. Um, But he's their bitch. And so like looking back at it now, like that's what I see. And so it is um, it is nice to see him out on his own doing his own thing, because that is always been as someone who didn't watch a lot of that era. My context of Virgil was always like, oh, you deserved better, honey. Um, you all deserved better. Um, but then seeing them in something like this, um, again, it did give me a little bit of like, oh, but then it's also like the wrestling wasn't my favorite. Um, it wasn't, I don't know. Can I say it wasn't very good without being you, a you complete can piece of shit? You can say that. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't I didn't enjoy the match, but I enjoyed mm-hmm. that he was given the opportunity to have a match in which he could have, um, you know, grabbed the Sonic ring or whatever. Look, you don't have to like every movie you see. You can still be happy that people got work. Exactly. And I'm always happy that people are getting work. Like, please get paid. I'm bummed when anyone gets fired, even if I don't like them, because I like the idea of people getting work. I like that he was getting work. Um, I just wasn't worked. Also, if you hadn't had this match, you wouldn't have had what happened after the match, uh, which Julian has noted in the script. And I also came across in my own (laughs) research about SummerSlam 92, about the incident between Nails and Vince McMahon. Go ahead, Lindsay. Tell the story. Lindsay's story time. Give it to me. I was reading, I was doing my research. I, I did I did some journalism. I journalismed. Uh, Julian did the same journalism. From the well, same you're website. the only journalist that we have here. It's so. not true. I, it's not true. None of us are. Uh, so that's what's important <laughs> to know. But yeah, allegedly, it's not even allegedly, this definitely happened, right? Nails confronted Vince McMahon over his pay uh, after the match. Uh, there was apparently be- be- somewhere reportedly between eight and $9,000, which he did not think was enough. And Nails beat the shit out of Vince and the police were called. But when the police came, Nails claimed that Vince had made a sexual advance towards him and that he was defending himself from Vince's sexual advance. And that's why he had to beat him up. Um, And worryingly in Bret Hart's memoir, Bret Hart says that some of the guys backstage admired Nails for confronting Vince. They admired him for getting away with it. They admired him for getting away with it. So wrestling, wrestling. (laughs) Also, I'll take eight grand for a match. If anyone's listening, even it's now, like, without inflation, I will take a it's match. Two money. <laughs> right? That's like that would be um, like getting a hundred grand now. It has I to mean, be. Probably. Like it's a lot of money. It's a good amount of yeah, it is a lot of money. It's definitely Just like, if more... someone gave me eight pounds when I was like eleven, that would be equivalent of someone giving me like a hundred pounds now. Yeah. Look, when but you have also, no money. Yeah. Kids, unless you're going to buy toys, a lot of the things you get at a store 
are not that expensive. So no. eight eight pounds is that's a good right. amount of money. Like to if have. you tried to give a kid eight pounds now, they would slap your face with the eight pounds. They would Correct. throw every single one of those coins directly in your face until you. Well, that's what you get inside your envelope uh, from your nan. Um, so, but it is one of those things where it's like I'm not putting my body on the line. But to me. It sounds like a lot of money, but maybe like they're doing a thing where he's comparing himself to the other people in the locker room and like it doesn't add up and like he feels unappreciated. Um, I don't know, man. If I'm a convict on the run, eight grand is like a ton of money. And also, kayfabe, if he's a convict and was able to like talk his way out of it, that's pretty (laughs) amazing. How did he even get put in jail in the first place if he's so good at working the popo? Like, come on, Nails. I gotta know what he was in for. I have to I have to find out what he was in for. He did not respect Kayfabe at that moment. That was what he was arrested for. Uh (laughs) up next we actually have two very good wrestlers having a good wrestling match, which is the model Ricky Martel taking on the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, who has sensational Sherry. In his quarter, and who, who we feel like maybe she, her alliance, her allegiance may be shifting. She does get splashed with a lot of water and carried by separate people. She gets carried a lot and is and is knocked out a lot. But also, sensational Sherry. Just what can you say? How great, how great she is, and just like ma- the most magnetic person in the match. That oh, has yeah, Shawn Michaels in it. Maybe on the card? I spent so much time yeah. during that match being just like, oh, I forgot about Sherry. Oh, I forgot about Sherry. It's like forgetting mm-hmm. about Dre. It was my mistake. Um, <laughs> she is so good at what she does. Her gear is stupid. Mm-hmm. Her gear looks like she is ready to make an anime transformation or like she's midway between like a dress and an anime transformation at any moment. It is so good. Um, the, the, it's very Purple Rain. It's very Prince. Both her and Shawn Michaels. Ass out all day. Ass out, cheeks out. Um, her work, just like the the idea that like as soon as Shawn, like as soon as she needs to create a dra- distraction, she's like, I'm gonna just faint. And then she's just like, <laughs> and then she's she faints. faints like a pro. Faints like I, a pro. I'm pretty Hard sure I do. D- I'm pretty sure I did that when I was 13 once to a boy or 12. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> pay attention to me. Um, and so then both boys were paying attention to her and like grabbing her. Ah, I'm going to make a reference. No one gets grabbing her like she was the doll in between Turbo and Ozone during Breaking 2. This is the show, you guys. Wow. <laughs> wow. I know. Holy. This, this, this is the show. Um, and so, like, they're, like, kind of going in between. And, like, one of them is, like, trying to fireman's carry her. And then one of them does the proper, like, wedding carry. Mm-hmm. Um, you forget how good she is and how good her version of the theme song is. Oh, loved it. And then, obviously, the wrestling was very good as well. But I just wanted to give her her flowers. Um, because everyone knows um, that a Shawn Michael match is going to be good. So I just wanted to make sure that I gave her her flowers. But yeah, like mullet Sean mm-hmm. came out and did that work. Murdered it. Yeah. Now he was the originally SummerSlam was supposed to be in Washington, D.C. And the match was supposed to be Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels for the IC title with Shawn Michaels winning. But when they moved it to Europe at Bret Hart's suggestion, supposedly, I'm sure Bret would take credit for Something like That's that. That's his favorite thing I'm to do. Sure He's very true, yeah. good at it. I went and talked to Vince and, you know, uh, got him to change the match. 
so that my brother-in-law would win, but they made that decision, which obviously is a very good one. We'll we'll talk about the main event in just a moment, but but uh, it is interesting Makes to see. Makes you wonder, though, right? Like, how much Shawn Michaels-Brett's future feuding would have been different if Shawn had gone over here? I mean, every yeah. every microaggression <laughs> between the two of them, every every possible like you could go back now and watch just the televised things and hear the stories and go like, oh, that's where that's where Brett really hated Sean. That's where Sean really started to hate Brett. Yeah, it's like a sliding doors where it's like if we were just in like a different. God, I keep making these dated. I know there's only four people that would watch that, but I am prepared to make the GoFundMe. Like the sliding doors version of the Brett and Sean feud. I am prepared to pay for it. Like, come on, people. (laughs) Where he keeps a smile. My only note in one side, he always keeps a smile, but he dies in that one. So, like, that's how it goes. Wow, we can't have that. I did did make notes for this match, but the only note says butts. Um, because you saw some butts. There were some butts in this, and if you were an eleven-year-old yeah. Lindsay, uh, it's like oh, I'm gonna see some butts in this part. And this is the part where everyone's like still watching it, and I was watching it with my brother and my cousin, and we're like kind of just like chatting away and whatever. And I'm like, I'm I'm just gonna make sure I'm definitely in the room for this part. I'm not going out for snacks right now. Uh, I want to see some man butts. Um, it's a very exciting time. It's a very exciting time for me. Yeah, look at me butt. Look how nice it is. Me Look put it in pants. Yes. Cover with chains, remember? And then me take off chains. Me need help. So hands will get hurt. But also Sherry carry a full mirror. Also, oh, I'm sorry. Sherry taking off his gear is like the hottest thing I've ever seen in my yeah, entire so, life. Boy, so you were having a moment I when we watched that. I do think he's cute. I, I did. He's sexy. <laughs> He'll be my boy toy. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I had a full on like I was uh, Lady Chatterley's lover. I had the vapors. I needed a fainting yeah. chair. You needed oh some refreshers, Danielle. We're rating this match a whole tube of refreshers, which oh. are um, this is like if you compress the powder from a licky stick into little um, discs, um, and it's sort of like fizzy and fruity, and again just sugar. Um, but it's very exciting, very Moorish. Every part of it is exciting. Every flavor is delicious. I'm, I'm rating this match of refreshes. I will keep these and we will eat them together. Yeah, I want one fantastic. right now. I want one this right now. Hey, kid. Your dad tell you about the time he broke Stephen Dorff's nose at the Kids' Choice Awards? <laughs> In Dead Pilot Society, scripts that were developed by studios and networks but were never produced are given the table reads they deserve. When I was a kid, I had to spend my Christmas break filming a PSA about angel dust. So yeah, being a kid sucks sometimes. Presented by Andrew Reich and Ben Blacker. Dead Pilot Society, twice a month on MaximumFun.org. You know, the show you like, that hobo with the scarf who lives in a magic dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Who? Yeah. Fairhaven's a city in a bubble. An actual bubble. It keeps the monsters out. Most of them, anyway. I never liked the look of movies on Blu-ray. For my money, Betamax is the superior format. I'm thinking of deleting Facebook and going back to MySpace. As far as beverages go, I'm just kind of over water. Though I guess at any given party, you're going to meet some dudes like that even if you're not in the middle of a nightmarish wasteland. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble. Bubble. 
gonna lump the next uh, couple of matches together, the next few matches. The Natural Disasters beating the Beverly Brothers, who looked like twins, but one of them got it wrong. Like, they were like, these two guys, they both look alike, and then I tried to draw them. Like, oh, I got it. So they look like this and like that. <laughs> but one of them's clearly shorter than the other, but they basically look like the same dude. It's like when you want to do one of those how to draw Mickey Mouse things, and one of them is perfect, and you're like, this Boy. is so easy. I can definitely do this. And you I'll can't. tell you what. Antoine's. <laughs> The number of times I tried to draw that turtle on the back of the matchbook to get into art school, and it just never happened for me. And that's when I learned that wasn't where my artistic talent No, lay. it's, that's it's step it. one, you put down a basic line. Step two, you put down half of an eye. Step three, there's a turtle. Sounds Greek to me. I can't understand it. <laughs> what, what are the words even that are you're saying right now? They don't, they're, it's word salad to me. I can't do it. That's not my... That's not what my art is, Danielle. Can't you respect that? <laughs> we also had the Repo Man being defeated by by Crush, aka Kona Crush. This is the early, early version of Crush. I'm where just he, saying, just he looks like a trapper orange, keeper. Justice for that orange and purple color palette. Woof! I was all about that as a kid. Oh yeah. I was like, Ooh. I had a lot of interest in Crush when I shouldn't have, and it was purely color theory based. That I'm like, I like these bright colors. I was like a baby, like a literal baby. It's like, look at these mm -hmm. bright colors moving around on the big fellow with the mullet. Ooh, uh, so I, I liked it for no good reason. So many good mullets. Yes. Truly. There were a lot of mullets. There were skullets. Every, yeah. kind of, every kind of weird, It was very Billy long... Ray. It was a very Billy Ray mullet. There was an achy, mm. breaky heart reference. And in my brain, I was like, wasn't achy, breaky heart 1993? But I guess not, because Bobby the Brain Heenan would not reference... A Billy Ray Cyrus maybe song that nobody knew he about. Created it, maybe Bobby yeah. the Brain Heenan was from the future. Have we look? Uh, I don't. This. He's a I'm time not lord. Gonna, I'm not going to say, say he isn't. I'm not going to say that like a Billy Ray Cyrus didn't hear someone say "Achy Breaky Heart" and then write a whole song about it. Yeah, on on ninety one. Who was yeah. definitely watching SummerSlam 92? Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. Bucket. Miley's dad, for those of you who. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Also, The Undertaker defeated Kamala, the Ugandan giant, by disqualification. Fun fact, for those of you who don't know, Kim Chi, his handler, nothing oh. good about this, but that was Steve Lombardi who would go on to become the Brooklyn Brawler, which is a much better... Uh, look for him. Yeah, this is boy. You watch that and go, um, okay. It's so weird to watch the Undertaker in those kinds of matches now, too. I mean, aside yeah. from the unpleasantness, mm -hmm. <laughs> like brushing the on the unpleasantness under the rug, as we Brits have been wont to do for centuries. Um, I watching the Undertaker in just like just a match now is so weird. Like, but he's like he only does WrestleMania when he doesn't mm -hmm. lose, and if he does lose, it's a big thing. He just did matches, you guys. And it's like he did. He did matches every week. He was on TV all the week. Sometimes he lost them. What? It's nuts. Mm -hmm. Full nuts. presentation too. You had Paul Bearer with him. Mm -hmm. The urn was there. Love he had that. the makeup on that made him look pale. He completely no sold everything. And then Kamala, uh, who by all accounts, was a very likable human being who tragically died last year after a series of health problems. He sells being afraid, really. You know, he's put in a position where he's not allowed to speak. Uh, in addition to everything that is horrible about it, he has to communicate without his words. And he does that really, really, really well. So in terms of, of his work as a wrestler, it's great. 
in terms of everything else about it, it's terrible. I hate it. I hated it a lot. Um, Yeah, uh, being able to, as someone who uh, went to an arts college and had to study uh, clowning and... uh, Della Art. Um, I uh, I appreciate the ability to story tell with your body. I think it's one of the things I love most about wrestling. Um, but I just um, I, I I I can't I can't. I appreciate and that he's to, a legend. You know, but I like just, that's the thing. Oh, baby! Ew. Like uh, I was already when when uh, Kamala came out, I was like, uh huh. And then when Kim Chi came out, I was like, I can't. I I I I I think I spent the rest of the um, time watching it, just going no, nope, mm-hmm. nope, 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 nope. If anything, seeing him so like talented as an actor makes you wish that they had actually applied it to like and given him a good gimmick. Uh-huh. Like, imagine uh-huh. the things he could have done if he had good things he could have done. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, it's I, I mean. There is a it's long, long list. Yeah, there is a long, long list of people who were way more talented than what they were given to do or allowed to allowed to do. Have I ever made y'all watch? Oh God, have I ever made y'all watch um, the Jive Soul Bro video? Because it's yes. time. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Uh, uh, I'll put that in the group chat. Uh, but for the rest of you, you can definitely look it up. And I think on Vimeo is the only place where you can find the full one. Um, just look up Jive Soul Bro. Uh, it's very upsetting. It's from um, the uh, wrestling album two when they were still doing wrestling albums in the eighties. And oh, isn't that Slicks? Slick. Yep, that's Slick. Yep, that's why it, I know it. It opens with him uh, uh, eating chicken. Just his mouth, yeah. just eating fried chicken. Uh, yeah, we've, yeah, we've, we've, yes, we have, yes. I'm sure yes, I did. I don't think I, I've, yeah. This is early, 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 early days. Yeah. Ooh, it is the worst I thing. I wasn't here for that Pre-K, one. Pre-K, as we refer to it. Pre-K. Again, I'll send it in the group chat. And if any Please of y'all want to look it up, uh, uh, Ugh. Don't, but I mean, if you want to see <laughs> a relic up, don't do it. of what wrestling used to be, I think the full video is on Vimeo. And oh boy, oh, the whole yeah. yeah. We we had a co-main event in this match. The first, the undercard main event. There were like was ten main events. It was a whole main events. Like, yeah. WWF World Champion Randy Macho Man Savage taking on the Ultimate Warrior in a slim good body singlet. With all the mus, with the musculature, I, all airbrushed so on. That's so upsetting. Why is he wearing real, the Lady Gaga meat dress to yeah, wrestle in? It's, it's fucking nasty. So it is nasty. Well, I don't remember it being so fucking abhorrent at the time, yeah. but woof, no thank you. So yeah, for those of you that haven't seen it, it's basically like when you buy those muscle shirts um, <laughs> that make you look like you, except like it's a singlet and it the muscles actually match his actual body. Yeah. So he just looks buck-ass naked. You could just um, go watch that episode weird. of Buffy when Willow flays Warren. Uh, yes. And that's it. It's that. It's That's that. exactly he, it. For some reason, decided his best outfit for SummerSlam, uh, where the kids fucking loved him, and we did love him because of the mm-hmm. colorful streamers and the shouting and screaming, and I'm wearing my t-shirt before I have to consign it back to the trash, uh, because we didn't know, we didn't know. Um, <laughs> I, why would you pick an outfit that makes it look like you have been flayed to 
wrestle in front of children. You got also I, wait, I'm what gonna was get... going on in the crotch area and the bum. Like I'm did gonna he get have bum muscles and murdered for this. But it reminds me very much of like the images uh, uh, that are coming out of the AEW video game, where everyone looks like an overstuffed couch. Um, I'm really worried that it, it does look like their bodies are about to explode at any second and it's yeah. super uncomfortable to look at. It's just like everything looks like it's bursting at the seams and it's like, oh no, that's not like a Megan Thee Stallion dress. Like that, those are supposed to be muscles. Like that's what it looks like. It looks like yeah. his muscles are bursting at the seams. He's like a turducken where <laughs> you took a skeleton and shoved it inside a bodybuilder and then shoved that inside one of those... Um, corpses that you use for anatomy in medical school oh god yeah. it looks oh. like the body exhibit oh. mm-hmm. yeah it's shoved <laughs> inside the body exhibit bodies in motion you can see uh. it way before it was ever in a museum at wembley stadium you in the summer of 1992 <laughs> along with look at how they wrestled other children <laughs> oh but so of, of course you also have hijinks at ringside with rick flair and mr perfect kurt hennig Ultimate Warrior wins by countout, and WWE at the time wanted Warrior to turn heel on Savage, but Warrior refused, and instead turned into someone who was unemployed a couple months later when he was released. Couldn't not be a dick. Like, on his best day, couldn't not be an asshole. It's kind of impressive when you look at the levels of assholery. I know we shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but... Um, um, I think was that like being dead doesn't change dick. the person you are. And noted um, asshole. If he was alive, he would still tell me that queer and ain't don't make the world work. Uh, so yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's okay that we, yeah. uh, uh, we acknowledge the person that he was in life that I think he would be proud of. Um, yeah, just that he really. I mean, dick. he was on the speaking circuit, like <laughs> telling people mm. these things. He had the comic noted book. Noted asshole, ultimate warrior. Um. It's just such a shame because it was such a fun character for kids. And it's like, oh, you, you can't have to yeah. go and be a terrible, terrible person. It's impossible to deny how popular he was. And for a guy who was not a particularly good in-ring performer, he would run to the ring and shake the ropes and be out of breath. But... He had a good look, and he knew he knew how to cut a promo, and kids loved him. He was a big superhero. And the promos didn't make sense. No, he was no. word salad. It was just like I feel like someone backstage bet him to work out which numbers he could, which words he could fit in there. Like it would be like try and get hippopotamus, a minivan, seven a narwhal in and he would just go out and shout those words and he wouldn't even try and work it into a sentence he would just no. shout those words well when the narwhals oh battle the mini the hippopotamuses i will go into the minivan of the sun brother seven, <laughs> like seven, was, seven 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 and it would just be it would be enough because he was bright and colorful and running around and i'm like look at him look at that guy streamers now let's go into the match that closed the show, your true main event, the British Bulldog versus so his brother-in-law. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Brett, the Hitman Hart. I, I don't care. <laughs> with Diana Hart, Brett's sister, and, and Bulldog's woman. wife in the middle, not sure what to do, trying to keep the peace. But obviously she really wasn't, a huge no, rift. She really didn't know what to do, Hal. When you watched the know. promo, yeah. that woman was Look. not briefed before she was put on camera. Nope. I... I have a lot to say, obviously, 
But mm. Diana, and, firstly, exceptionally beautiful woman. Like that oh, camera, that's... I've never seen such an extreme close-up on someone who did not request such an extreme close-up. She is exceptionally beautiful. Um, I'm pretty sure they just pulled her out the crowd and they were like, can you talk? And she was like, uh, sure. They're like, can you talk for about seven minutes in circles, <laughs> repeating yourself over and over and over? And I don't know if she had enough coffee or vitamins to do that because... <laughs> that poor woman that poor woman that terrible promo that poor woman uh, but she, but she yeah. comes off as very charming um but it is very, very much one of those things it's like early vicky guerrero it does feel very like, like uh, where the fuck like, is vicky you know, really want them both to win and i don't mm. really care and i really want them both to win and I just really want them both to win. And w the thing is, I really want them both to win. And it's that like we've we've done that. This is someone's job now to pull her out of saying the same thing seventeen times. This is, I don't blame her. It's not. I blame her production. I it blame was production. production and the interviewer that um, failed to get what they needed out of her. Although even when they said like, <laughs> when they asked her a direct question, she never answered it. Would have made a great politician. Uh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's very so Canadian. Stunning, like, I Look, it's very, it. it's, so it's very Canadian. Like, yeah. <laughs> very she, has, and she did say a boot a bunch of times, and I really enjoyed that. Yes, that was yeah. really good of her to work the Brandon. So, so this match is is one of the better known power wrestlers in the British Bulldog against the excellence of execution himself, Brett the Hitman Hart. Lindsay, you are obviously you have the shades. You are a huge Brett I mean, the Hitman Hart fan. Day. What a difficult day. Te what did you think yeah. of this match? Um, I, we loved this match. We, I say we because this was very much when I was watching wrestling as a we with me mm -hmm. and my brother, possibly my stepbrother, possibly my cousin. And we would watch this all the time. And between this and the Savage uh, Ultimate Warrior, because they were my other, like Savage was my other favorite wrestler. And Mr. Perfect was one of my favorite wrestlers. So this whole jumble <clears throat> here was just like fucking glorious for me. Um, and we watched it all the time. Um, everyone, there were a lot of, of my friends were big British Bulldog fans, obviously, because he was English and that, and he was Northern too. So he was from where we were from. It was like a huge deal. Um, and that's so hot as I, shit. Right? <laughs> but I cannot, I, I cannot speak to any Bret Hart anything with any degree of objectivity because I was in love with him. It was Joey McIntyre. And then it was Bret Hart. And this is how you chart my entire sexual awakening and why I know I am miserably straight. Because you start with Joey, you go to Bret, and you end up in like 20 years of hurt until we met a Jeff. Like, honestly, it was just like, you like the pretty boy that everybody likes. And then you like the un emotionally unattached stoic gentleman that's going to give you fucking nothing um, and still tell you he's the best that ever was. I'm like, yes, please. More <laughs> of that. Um, so I've worked through this with my therapist. I can talk about it now and it's fine, but it was like really hard to watch because we loved watching it and it's a good long match. And as a kid, you're so into it and there's so many false finishes and there's so many like throwing each other around. I would love for us to bring back the butt camera. Um, cause when you watch wrestling now, you only really see the butt angle on the ladies, but there's a bunch of times in this match where the cameraman is like right up on the post on their bums, like right up. There was a point where Brett goes up to the top post and he, and Davey Boy follows him up and, and you just get full on butt and you get to see a really nice close up of their boots, which I was like, ooh, actually the detail on Brett's boots, beautiful, the pale pink against the white against the neon, like, mm -hmm. um, but just a bunch of butt. 
And I think it was a fun angle that we don't see now. If we're going to do butts for the women, we have to have equal butt time. I'm equal sorry. Equal opportunity butt. Sure. That's all I'm asking for. And also it was a, it actually is a really genuinely interesting angle to see those top rope maneuvers from the top, from the top turnbuckle. Like, oh wow, I, like I haven't seen this in so long. It was cool to see stuff happen from up there, see how it gets put together. Um, but yeah, it was, it was one of our favorite matches to watch. It was one of my least favorite matches to watch to the end because um, I love my boy. Um, and now when I look at it, knowing all the things I know, it's just generally one of my least favorite matches to watch because one of the people in this match was off his tits on crack. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not a joke. It is a true fact and incredibly sad that somebody in this match spent two weeks prior to the match not building it, not working with Brett to have one of the greatest matches that they could possibly have, which it could have been, given how good it was, could have been one of the greatest matches of all time. But somebody was smoking a bunch of crack uh, with Jim and Bill Neidhart. Um, Woof. Ouch. Uh, And now when you have to watch Brett carry him through that match and pull him through that match, and there are times of Bulldog clearly like doesn't even know where he is or what's going on. You see Brett whispering to him a whole bunch. Uh, the pre-match promos are ugly. Davy mm-hmm. Boy really struggling to hold it together and look directly into the camera. We should have known from the braids. The braids is how we should have known something was wrong. We should have been like, wait a second. Isn't he from like fucking Wigan? Uh, that's not how they're doing there in Wigan. Um, if we see Ridge Holland come out in those braids, we know something's gone wrong, right? Now we know that's a warning sign. But... I'm making light of it, but it was obviously incredibly sad that this was yeah. such a big match. The Intercontinental Championship to be the main event, like they had the world title first, then they went to the IC. Like when was the last time we saw that happen at one of the big four? Like huge, 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 so important. Um, so it makes me sad to know that it could have been more, but I still, I still, I still love it because I love my Brett. I love my boy. Not, it's not Brett Mr. Perfect for me, which was my true sexual awakening, but still. Like, we'll, it's we'll take it's this. also, I mean, it, look, it's a sobering, uh, pardon the expression, look at how even when you're your most successful, that addiction can have a Truly. hold on you. He was sick. He yeah. was sick and yeah. he never, yeah. this is it. He never it got better the way it's he needed like, to. No, It's not like those when you watch some of those dark side of the ring things where it's like, we just went to Vegas and got fucked up because ha 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 ha, why wouldn't we? And it's like... Yeah. He, these people were addicts. Like this, he was, this was yeah. an addiction. He's, he was yes. an addict. And he yeah. never, and it eventually led to his, led to him losing his life at a very young age. Yeah, so it's, it's just, uh, very sad. Uh, it's amazing to imagine what might have been because he was talented. His the tag team stuff he did with the British Bulldogs was, I mean, I just I loved it so much. How fast they were, how strong yeah. he was, and this was a good match. And you're right, it's because of Bret Hart, and he had the ability to pull him through it and and make it work and make both of them look good. That is, And he's an angry, is... angry man at the best of times, and I would yeah. have been fucking furious if I'd had to do And their family? And their family? Like, yeah. Ooh, but also not, that's protecting... No Thanksgiving protecting. this year for me, please. He, he's going to protect his family, yeah. and that yeah. is what he was doing there. So ultimately... No matter how much you like or dislike him, obviously you like him very much. Danielle, not so much. What he did was feels like an attempt to do right by a family. Like, hey, maybe you know that's part of that's part of the bargaining you get into, right? Well, maybe if he has the Intercontinental Title, he'll clean up his act. 
because he's going to have more responsibility. Maybe if I can do this for him, that's going to help him turn the corner. Or maybe he'll drop it to Sean. But even just having it, like maybe if we, even before the match, when he's if 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 he did pitch it to Vince in his mind, it could be well. Maybe if he's got a main event, he's going to have to clean up for that because that's a big deal to him and he knows what that means. But ultimately, that's not you can't bargain with addiction. It doesn't work. No, it's not something you can take time out from because you've got a big thing coming up, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So, now, Danielle, yeah. you are not a fan of Bret Hart. I'm just going to put my, I'm going to take my, if, <laughs> down, put my glasses on. Yes, please. I don't want to break your heart. I don't want to break you're, your heart. You're, you, it's, it's, you know, you're, firstly, everyone's allowed their own opinion, right? This I know. is what's True. important about tights and fights. And we're all about don't yuck a yum. And my yum is loving Bret Hart and your yum is hating Bret Hart. So like, I, <laughs> I love for you to hate him because I know it gives you joy. So, it kind of, like, it kind of fucking does. Uh, we've all got that one. We've all got that one person, right? Where we fucking hate it and we love to hate it, and we're like, <laughs> and I, that's why I'm like, you do it. You do this for you. My emotional daddy issues and Bret Hart connections are for me to deal with on my own time. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why I don't like him as much. Yeah, Bret Hart is still like, I, I, you know, uh, he did carry the match. And there were times when we were watching it that I definitely admitted that like, this is a better, I'm enjoying this more than I enjoy most Bret Hart matches. But to me, I just think that he's the most boring man ever. Not in wrestling, I won't say that, because there are other people who have come. But as far as like main eventers, he's, he... He's a human rest hold and it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, but like I said, like when we recorded eat it, eat, eat it, please. Um, eat my snack. <laughs> like it's again, like during the match, like he is an amazing technical wrestler. No one, obviously, like he's one of the best. He is amazing at wrestling. He can carry a match on his own, no matter what is happening. I just... God, he he just he 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 is uh uh he is mayonnaise on white bread. He is a uh he is a blank piece of paper. Um he is um a dog that won't cuddle you. Like he's just you mean a cat? Is, <laughs> No, he's not no, no it's worse. Because a cat that won't cuddle you is just a cat. Yeah, a dog that won't cuddle you. That's true. You want the dog to cuddle you. That's true. Dogs are programmed to cuddle you. Like, this dog is like, actually, no. Do you think, (laughs) is it, I mean, admittedly, the only character he ever had was Bret Hart, the guy who's good at wrestling. Yes. Yeah. And so there was never any real deviation. Yes, the the Team Canada, the Hart Foundation stuff where the... You were going to give the United States an enema Pittsburgh that was where you'd stick the hose. built on, I'm Bret Hart, the guy that's good at wrestling. And again, we look, and, and uh, uh, examiner, uh, uh, opposing counsel, we've had this argument. Um, to be on TV, you should have to be good at wrestling. I'm not <laughs> saying you have to be, but counselor, we've had this argument before. Yes. Um, you should have to be good at wrestling. article episode dropped yesterday. <laughs> yes. Uh, go check that out. <laughs> Um, you do have to be good at, or you should have to be good at wrestling to be on TV. And so for me, I am one of those people where I need something besides I am the dude that's very good at wrestling. Um, and wearing pink is a start because it is something that's, that's very different and it sets him apart. Um, 
wearing fighting gender norms back then danielle fighting yes, gender norms. yes and i will fully then. admit that like the pink shades but again like to me it's just like you're just a pair of pink glasses, dude. And even when they do like his Pepsi commercial or Coke commercial, whatever it was, hey, Brett, like the whole part of his character breaks down to like, I'm just going to give you my glasses. And he doesn't really smile or anything. It's a WWF no, it's commercial. It's not even for, it's his Mean Joe Green commercial. That's what's so yeah. appealing about it. But I don't know what either of you understand. Did you grow up in happy households? Go fuck yourselves. Like the death behind the eyes. He doesn't fucking care if you like him. He doesn't no. fucking care. He came to do his job. He came to be a fucking badass. He came to be the best at it. It makes no sense why I love him, which is why I am so happy for people to critique it because I love a character, right? Like I loved Mr. Perfect. I loved Macho Man. I loved mm-hmm. Rick. I love the big, bright, bold characters. And then there is just this fellow comes out, uses his own name, doesn't even have the decency to come up with a fucking fake name. Or occupation. His occupation, occupation is good wrestling. His good occupation name. is, name is being good. a wrestler. Yeah. Bret like, Hart is it is a cool good name, name it's a but it's still just like Brett. <laughs> like, I don't mean Brett. Uh, and it makes no sense. And yet I was I, I I mean, partly is that yes, like I had a very nascent prepubescent crush on him, but I was literally transfixed from the moment his music hit. I would watch him walk down that ring. I would watch every moment. It is hard to hold an 11-year-old's attention. And I could not look away from every match ever. Like, I just loved him. And it can't purely be because my hormones were like, what is this thing? Mm -hmm. But And also, like, enough people have said over the years that he's the best or that they like him the best, that it can't just be weird little creepy baby Lindsay. Um, It could be. I don't know. Um, But, like, I... I just love him, and I, I I love the I love him for this match because of I felt like he did him he did his brother-in-law a kindness. You know, there's plenty of stories of this kind of match we've heard before, where the other person was like, "Fuck this, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not fucking carrying you through this." Sting, um, Sting. Uh, mm. Kurt, you know, Kurt Angle had some matches where it was a real problem. Jeff Hardy's had some matches where people were just like, "Nope." Um, Sting. And Brett did it. <laughs> Brett did the thing. Brett was like, this is an important day, an important match. We're at SummerSlam. We're in London. I'm going to make this look good. And he did. And I loved, I did read um, when I was researching the match that he came up with the way the way that he put the sharpshooter on him where they were laid down and worked out how to twist and turn him over, that he came up with it in the middle. Of, it came to him in the middle of the night and he got his wife out of bed in the middle of the night so that he could try it out on her. And I'm like, That's that divorce hot. was long coming. You know, I would be like, uh, hey, Brett, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, some of us have got work and like 18 children tomorrow and like a thousand cats (laughs) sorry it's not the beginning of a relationship danielle this was not the beginning of a relationship yeah years in years in when baby this would be like um jeff waking me up to tell me his screenplay idea and he would get punched in the face no no it's the equivalent right it's the same thing (laughs) absolutely um it would be like that will keep till morning sir because i'm awake now um but i like fair play to his wife (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and it speaks to his passion for the business, I think, somewhat. Mm-hmm. And I love that he's still innovating and still trying to make it, trying to come up with things that made it look cool. And also helpful that he came up with a way to work with a man who was laid on his back because he would like struggle to get up sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that helped out too. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't explain it because I absolutely agree with you. Like he's a charisma vacuum, but somehow that black hole projects out to me like it pulls me in with it like it sucks out all the charisma but i am sucked in with it and i'm just like i just want to watch him do the thing that he does because he's so good at it and 
also like sweaty and his hair is wet and he is big. He's so big. Black hole dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not the only ones who had opinions about SummerSlam, particularly the main event. We had uh, at the Wapooch on Twitter said that uh, they were watching Ted Lasso last night. And as soon as they entered New Wembley, I started telling her about Brett versus Bulldog. Everything about that match felt so important and still does 20 years later. And Carrie on Facebook said that uh, it was 12 when this happened and believed everything was real and was invested in Bret Hart versus British Bulldog and was Team Brett. Lindsay, you'll be happy to hear. Side note, Carrie's mom was absolutely not going to spend money on wrestling on a wrestling pay-per-view. Carrie thought they would die over it, but ended up watching at their friend's grandmother's house and had a blast. So there's always, you know what? The nature finds a way. It's true. Do you have any final thoughts before? Where, uh, well, actually, final thoughts. Forget about that. Forget. No. No. It's so many more snacks. I'm to curious I'm where this them. sits for you overall in, in WWE pay-per-views. Is it near the top? Is it near the bottom? Or is it in the middle? The, one of those three. Danielle, where does it sit for you? Well, so I'm newly watching it, and I'm so I'm watching it with modern eyes. Um, but I will say that I've definitely seen worse pay-per-views. Like, it was pretty mm-hmm. good. There were some great matches. Um, it was really fun. The crowd was super duper into it. Um, I would definitely call this, again, just looking at it from modern eyes. I was not watching at the time, so I don't have the nostalgia boost. But I would definitely say it's like one of the, it's a mid, which is not bad, um, okay. considering like how many pay-per-views I've seen. Yeah, I put it. I put it there too. I'd say it's in the middle, maybe towards the lower end, but nothing. There's, there aren't any obviously worst matches ever in there. But there are, and there are a couple that are pretty good, and it's no, there are notable matches in it. And for SummerSlam, so, I would actually say that it's mid to closer to top. Well, there you go, yeah. Lindsay. What about you? I'm giving it extra points, obviously, for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am also giving it extra points for the crowd heat, which never fucking gives up, which showed you how many kids are in that crowd because only kids can scream for like six hours fucking solid because they also yes. filmed a bunch of matches that like weren't on the pay-per-view that day. So those kids were full of sugar and joy. Um, I'm also giving it bonus points for no Hogan, mm-hmm. uh, which oh. is hard to go back oh. at this time and like find cool shit that he's not tainting. Um, so I love it for that uh yeah like on a larger scale it's mid um it's upper mid for me just because i love it so much but like mm-hmm. for nostalgia for for comfy wrestling it's one of my top 10 just go to snuggle down everything's gonna be okay wrestles um i'm, I'm trying to pick a, a candy that i have left for i was about I, to I, say I, like we missed one. your candy review. i know there's yeah. so many um i also had a, a dip dab which is again like a sherbet with, with a real lolly in it with a strawberry lolly so mm-hmm. that's superior to the double dip because oh, it's got a real dumb. lolly in it. Um, we've got the double lolly, which is controversial because it's just like chalk, but tasty chalk. Um, and I had a flake, which I think the Cadbury's flake, I think, is where I would put the Bret Hart match because it's a little bit more sophisticated. Right. It's a little older. You know, it feels kind of sexy because the, the commercials were a little bit like there's a lady in a bath eating candy, uh, which didn't make any sense because it's flaky and it would fall in the bath. And I'm, even as a small child, I'm like, it's fucking dumb. So it was more sophisticated um, for an older crowd, but you could still see the flaws in it, which is why it would be the Bret Hart match, I think. Also, I will say Cadbury Flake, uh, Cadbury, any chocolate, probably the best chocolate you can get. There you it's have pretty so good. good. Our, our chocolate is trash. Treat yourself to real see, chocolate. 
No, Please, it's trash. It's like not real. Yes. Like there's a reason why we all lose our collective dicks over when Easter comes and we can finally get Cadbury stuff in stores. Fair. That's Fair. right. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. Thank you so much to the London Podcast Festival for having us at this great event and all of you who are here watching streaming or if you're watching it, uh, a previously recorded version of this. We thank you for that as well. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford along with me, Hal Lublin. Our producer, Julian Burrell, drank a cup of Yorkshire Black Morning Tea today. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. To be fair, that was the name of it. Not that I drink it black. (laughs) You don't drink Yorkshire tea black, I'm I'm literally from Yorkshire. Don't make me come round your house and put I did pour a whole bunch of milk in it, as my friend taught me when I was there. God. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to to Stafford. I knew you knew better. (laughs) For goodness sakes, keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tell us how you take your tea, or don't. It's fine. I'm not checking it. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fund members who make our show possible. They're the reason why we're able to be here in front of you right now. We'll be back next week for even more. You guessed it. Wrestling. Bye, everybody. Also, matcha. I do matcha. It's good for me. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.